0: Welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data and analytics culture. I'm Brian Oblinger, and I'll be your host. We're joined today by Lauren Ueno, Tuvi Lee, and Maddie Johansson to talk about Alteryx user groups and the ACE program. Let's get right into it. All right, so I'm here with Maddie, Tuvi, and Lauren. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey. Hi. Hi.
0: So this is a very special episode I believe of the podcast we're going to we're going to sort of step outside of our normal uh, topic set today and talk a little bit about uh, user groups and aces. But before we do that, um, maybe let's go around the table and hear uh, who you are and what you do and and a little introduction. So Maddie, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, uh, my name is Maddie Johansson, um, and my journey here has been kind of a mixed bag. I actually got my uh, degree in art history from Colorado State University, um, and then I worked in project management, email marketing compliance, um, and then I was actually working um, in trust and safety at a transportation network company. Um, and then my life ended up bringing me to California. Um, so, And I was lucky to find a spot in customer advocacy here at Altrex.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Lauren Ueno. Um, you know, it's funny from all the stories that I'm hearing about how we've been here and how we got here at Altrex. Mixed bag as well. I got my degree from Cal State Long Beach in public health. Um, you know, I was looking into nonprofits, found myself in a nonprofit working on events there um, and doing some volunteer management, um, got a random rec from one of our lovely recruiters here at Alteryx, um, went through the interviews, talked to Brian, you know, it sounded great, love the energy, love uh, the community that we have here. And I want to say from that conversation, Brian, that it kind of sold me that I wanted to, you know, join the dark side. <laughs>
0: The dark side. This is yeah. the light side. <laughs>
1: all right. I don't know. I'm I hate. I I'm like hating it right now that I'm giving you such high praise.
0: <laughs> Most people do.
1: I know you're going to hold this against me, but, yeah, I just kind of found myself here. And, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, Alteryx, my favorite tool is the doing tool. I just think Alteryx brings in all, our, of, all, of, all of our great qualities and really amplifies them. And I really do feel like, you know, working here has really brought out my creative side. Um, you know, I'm being able to try things, challenge boundaries, altering stuff. Um, so I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm Tuvi Lee,
3: a customer advocacy coordinator as well, and I my degree was in kinesiology. Um, I started out working mostly with um, people uh, with spinal cord injuries, so most of my earlier years were in rehab. Um, private and, um, at hospitals. And then I moved to DC, um, worked for a tech company, also ended up at a home care company. So kind of back to where I started. Um, but all of my jobs have, have always sort of been client facing. I just love working with people, um, physically on the phone, online, whatever it is. And so moving back to California, um, I was referred by another Alteryx associate and found myself here in customer advocacy where I am, again, working with customers, client-facing. Um, the only difference is, I just have to say, it, it's the happiest customers I've ever had a chance to work with. So um, it's pretty much a dream
1: job.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we'll try to keep it that way. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. I
1: don't know, Brian.
0: <laughs> no pressure. Um, okay, great. So uh, uh, I think that's a really interesting intro because uh, everybody has, uh, again, these sort of varied backgrounds. You come from different things. Um, so maybe tell us, uh, you know, what would you say you do here, right? Like, <laughs> Like on the daily, let's talk a little bit about the things that you do to support customers, you know, ACEs, things like that. Uh, maybe, Lauren, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, so um, basically what I do here is um, accounting. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, everybody asks me what I do here. Um, I always joke I'm the Chandler Bing of, like, friend- I don't know if you guys do this. Like, I'm Chandler Bing. Like, nobody knows what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, we do the fun stuff. Um, you know, we like to get all, basically all of our wonderful um, customers together to, um, you know, talk about Alteryx in, um, you know, a public setting to hang out, um, to kind of foster and nurture the, um, the excitement that is Alteryx and finding solutions to their, um, you know, their business problems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think
2: that kind of goes into what we were discussing earlier about, you know, um, what customer advocacy is and what it is not. Um, so Tuvi kind of said it well earlier, it's not, a help desk. It's not um, you know, we don't really facilitate the support questions about the platform, but it's more um, you know, how can we keep everyone engaged and excited? And um I mean it speaks for itself. I think people are um already excited about what Alteryx is, but you know, for the most part, um, you know, what we do is just um it's it's the exciting stuff. We really encourage people to stay excited and um you know, for me as well, I help book the um, guests that we have on the podcast. Um, so, you know, for me, it's getting people excited that we have a podcast, and you know, we have all these different things and ways for people to stay engaged. Um, so that's that's been really exciting for me.
3: Yeah, I want to say we have, I think, not just the best customers, but the best advocates and people do this. You know, obviously. Some of, some of them, it's part of their job um, at work, but they do it on their own time, too. You know, our user groups, when they meet, it's usually after work hours. Um, they take the time to present, to, to spread their knowledge, and they do so um, with such joy that it's very contagious, Um this is post Inspire, but you know, even like at Inspire, they were so excited to present, um, and then afterwards, they were reaching out to all the customers who had questions, and they are continuing that conversation, um, whether it's on Twitter or on our wonderful community. Um, and it's just nice to see that. Like we, so we definitely are lucky enough to support that kind of activity
0: yeah I've been uh, doing this community thing for a long time and I can tell you that it's uh, straight up like pulling teeth uh, at a lot of companies trying to get people to advocate for you and be excited about your products and that's one of the things that excited me about coming here in the first place so uh, I think we're we're very fortunate um, and to all of you listening thank you uh, for making our lives easy so let's let's talk a little bit about what are the specific programs now that we're putting into place. You've all mentioned a bunch of them. Uh, maybe we'll start with user groups, because I think that was kind of the first of the programs that we have and, and one of the more mature ones. So uh, maybe, Lauren, I think you have the history here on how that got started and, and maybe walk us through you know what's happened along the way and where we're at today.
1: Yeah, yeah, everybody gather around, gather around. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've been with tricks for almost three years. And um, you know, I initially got hired to help support User groups. So um, I want to say in 2014, you know, we ran a NPS survey, and one of the questions was just because, um, you know, Alteryx was kind of starting to hear some movement and momentum behind this concept of user groups. So the survey asked, would you be interested in a user group? And I believe we got a return on about, like, 20 contacts Um, The original team, you know, went forth and was knocking down doors, begging people to get user groups started. And from that, the original 17 groups um, were established in uh, early to late 2014. So I came aboard around 2016. Um, uh, The year 2016, we expanded to about 50, um, needed some additional support, hired another associate, grew to about 80 looked around. We weren't even in the U.S. anymore. We were global, um, starting to reach the far areas of like APAC. um, And that's when we brought Tuvi and Maddie on board. Um, it, it's just been a thrill. You know, uh, a couple years ago at my first Inspire, you know, I was begging people to look at the user group page, try to convey what that value was. But as a new hire, it was hard to see what that value is. Um, since then, you know, I've gone to a few user group meetings, talked to many of you guys, and just seen and heard all the stories of how great it's been to connect with other like minds to talk about the same challenges or wins. Um, and it was just so rewarding this year um, at Inspire Anaheim to just come up to people having people come up to me and just saying thank you you know I'm so glad I got to meet you know these 10 people um you know I, it, they helped me solve my problems and things like that it's been very very rewarding
0: great and so Tuvi you you came aboard a little while ago and have jumped into the you know helping out at least with some of the user group stuff so how's that been like from your perspective and, and maybe tell us some of the Do you have like a good story about a a big win with a user group or something exciting we'd like to sort of talk about?
3: Um, Yeah. So I joined and, you know, it's funny. I talk to friends and people outside of Alteryx about my job. And a lot of people are like, wait, so are these people, do they work for Alteryx when they lead these groups or these aces that are doing They're employees? Right. And I say, no, they're they're customers. We don't pay them. I mean, we'll send them swag and well, they love <laughs> we'll, we'll- the swag. We, we pay them in <laughs> swag and love.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Lots of love. Um, but yeah, I, I jumped on board and noticed that, you know, so many of the groups that I was working with, um, were just on top of their game. I remember, um, Houston was one of them, for example, who I got to meet at, a, at Inspire this past year. Um, they did this thing in January in Q1 where, because our tagline is, you know, for the users, by the users, um, obviously, Maddie, Lauren, and I support them from Irvine, but they, they do all of it. You know, they come up with their agenda. They find presenters or the leaders will present themselves. It's, it's very um, grassroots, I guess you can say. And they thought, well, why don't we do this, uh, I, I believe it was Felix and Anthony, um, who said, well, why don't we do, it's, it's the new year, we'll do resolution to solutions. And so on the Eventbrite, when we sent out these invitations, when you registered for the meeting, you could type in what your Alteryx resolution would be. And you know, now we're here in June, and we still have more submissions to go through, and they are solving those problems at their meetings in person. And it's just, It's amazing. It it really, truly, they're taking questions locally and then solving them as a group. And, um, you know, I don't want to say that I have any favorites, but I'm just really amazed by how much they've done. And and Felix, shout out to him because he uh, (laughs) presented at at Inspire at our user
1: group meeting. Yeah, I always find that really rewarding. Um, You know, just hearing the feedback, my my favorite uh, takeaway from most groups, and I feel like the most successful meetings are the ones where we just talked. We didn't really have a set agenda. We just talked, and, you know, uh, you know, somebody new came in and said, I have this problem, and 10 other people had the same problem magically. Wow, surprise, surprise with a user group, and they were able to solve that problem and then also make a bunch of friends, and that's where I think we get those advocates.
0: Great. So we've been talking primarily about the... Uh, the in-person groups, the local groups. Maddie, maybe you could tell us a little bit about uh, internal and industry groups.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So as you said, we have three um, subsects of um, the user groups. So we have the local groups, um, the internal groups. So those are um, groups that companies meet internally with, um, you know, their their users of Alteryx. So, you know, they might not be able to share the information um, with other people, so they just meet internally. Um, And then we have the industry groups. So those are, um, we have two right now. We have healthcare and we just launched transportation. Um, By the time that this comes out, we will have had our first transportation user group meeting. Um, But the industry groups are really nice because we record the content as well. Um, We meet virtually via WebEx and then we record it and post it, to the community page afterwards. So, um, for people all around the world, you know, if they don't have um, a user group in their area, they can watch that content anytime that they want. It's streamed right to their desk. Um, or, you know, if they have families and they can't um, take the time to go and um, go to a local user group after work. Um, we usually do the meetings during work hours um, in the US. So um, it's really nice for people to be able to um, gather together and do a lunch and learn. Um, I know a couple of companies that gather their whole team in a conference room and they do kind of bring your lunch. Let's, let's all watch this together. So it's, it's really nice to um, just as a different learning environment, just as a different experience than the local groups. um, You know, it's, it's a great opportunity just to, to get that content.
1: Yeah. The internal groups are really interesting. I heard uh, one, kind of use case of uh, somebody wanted to get their own internal group. It was one of the first internal groups to get started. Um, He goes to work. He sits down at his desk. He doesn't talk to anybody. Um, He wanted to get this internal group up so he actually can meet his colleagues at his company. Um, I thought that is just really interesting. Um, I think it's really cool that what the internal groups can provide in terms of uh, connecting users, not only uh, citywide, but just even organizational-wide.
0: Yeah. And and I think, too, um, from like a prospect, you know, perspective, Mm -hmm. like someone who's just found out about Altrix or, you know, wants to learn about it, might not even be a customer yet. um, These user groups are just gold. Right. Because they can go, they can meet people, they can see presentations, they can hear use cases. They might even get some workflows thrown their way or some presentations that they can take back to their org. Um, the value of these things, I think, you know, from whether you're a, a someone who's never even seen all tricks before all the way through, you know, I've been using it for five, six years, whatever. I'm a, I'm a wizard. Um, I feel like there's value in there for everyone. And now that we have it where you can either go to a local group or you can do an online group kind of on your, on your lunchtime, um, or something like that. I feel, I feel like there's a really good spread for a really big uh, spectrum of users that almost anybody can get something out of this with a very small investment of their time, and I, I use the word investment intentionally because I think it is a it's a worthy investment for people.
1: It is, yeah, definitely. And you know what I suggest to people who haven't yet been to use group meeting or just curious. Um, you know join the community join a, your local user group pages um, you know you'll receive those email notifications when we post meetings um, another kind of tip I've been passing along since inspire is you know I have these questions uh, my user group isn't really suiting my needs um, just talk to um, us message message on the community just say hey I need help with spatial um, you know a lot of times our user group leaders you know they are volunteers like to mentioned um, they're kind of looking around to the community for that direction. Um, We love it when people say, hey, I have this question or I have this use case that I would like to share with the group. Um, That definitely helps kind of foster the growth and support of our user groups.
0: Great. So last on the user group piece before we segue, um, what if I live in a place where there isn't a user group? How do I I get started? How do I jump into... Uh, aside from the ones that are available online, how would I start a user group?
3: Um, I would say, first of all, on the community, there's on the right side panel, It'll there's a little banner that says, um, I have a question, I want to start a new user group. So you can definitely um, email us, reach us on the community, um, and and let us know that you are interested in starting a new user group. We do... Want, and this is what we want to see. And I'd say about 90% of our user groups, we have about three to five user group leaders. Um, Not because it's so much work to maintain one, but just, you know, you all have your full-time jobs. And again, this is you volunteering your time. So it's nice to have three to five people to spread out the work evenly. You know, one person can plan the agenda. One person can uh, source speakers. You know, one person could be in charge of the snacks checking in, things snacks like are that. Snacks uh, <laughs> Snacks and swag. Um, so, you know, we'll, once you contact us, we'll look and see if there's anybody in the area who might be interested. Uh, we definitely keep it. A- A nice log of people who have raised their hands, and then we'll connect you with the right people.
1: Yeah, and I think just to touch upon that, um, you know, some of the challenges that we do see with newer user groups is just building up that momentum. Um, A lot of times it's waiting for that right time to catch that bug. Um, You know, your community needs to see the value of what and why user groups are for. Um, You know, TV mentioned having three to five uh, other volunteers to help out. Um, It's nice to have three to five volunteers in other organizations because if you can think, it, it expands the idea of what user groups are Um, it's a little bit challenging to have three different user group leaders from the same company Um, it's just going to be all circulated internally Um, but in that case you know now since we're starting to support internal user groups that is definitely a great option to look into
0: great and maddie what about internal user groups or industry how do they get in touch with you to to help present or help out with that
2: Yeah. Please reach out to me on the community. Um, I'm at Maddie J on the community. Um, and I can definitely set you up with resources on, you know, sample agendas for your first internal meeting. Um, how to, um, what survey questions to ask when you email your company and say, Hey, who wants to be a part of this? Um, I need help organizing or, you know, what time of day works best for everyone? Um, that kind of thing. So I'm definitely here to give you resources, um, and just be general support. So answer any questions that you might have. Um, when it comes to the industry groups, we're always looking for more speakers and leaders for the healthcare and the transportation user groups. Um, and we're hoping to start more industry user groups soon. Um, so stay tuned for that. But a good place to um, stay in touch is you know just message me or you know um, just keep your eye on the user group page on community.
0: All right, so let's segue to the ACE program, another of our yes. our big, beautiful, <laughs> take-it-away TV. It's time
1: to shine. Oh, no. she is shining right now. She's wearing some kind of metallic, sparkly outfit. Um, it's theme. It's today's Theme
3: Thursday. So, FYI, we're all wearing flowers and, well, except for Brian. Sorry, Brian guys.
1: is...
0: Forever tentative. I only yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: mentioned the sparkly because last uh, last week, I believe it was metallic. Yes. It was metallic Day. I got some kind of great gif that's on my Twitter right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, How about that so, ACE program? Yeah. <laughs>
3: that's the ACEs. No. Um, so another reason why, you know, I love my job so much is because I get to work with a wonderful group of ACEs that we have. Um, so, the ACE program basically highlights um, some of our biggest ambassadors, you know, and they all have different experiences. They're all over the world. Um, somebody just published a book that you can buy on Amazon. Heather Harris, Um, you know, Yuya who blogs, I think he has like over a thousand blog entries. Um, it's in Japanese, so I have not read them, but you know, there's, there's just so many of our aces who are doing, um, just amazing things, reaching out to people in the community, answering questions, presenting, like Lauren said earlier, you know, they are always presenting at user group meetings. Um, and so it's, it's a dream really to work with them and to see how much our, not just our Altrix community, but the greater community um, gets from them. There's a lot of inspiration that just kind of gets recycled around, which is really wonderful to see.
0: Great. So I, I have a question I'm going to ask you that I don't, I think I'm going to stump you because I don't think you've ever heard this question before. Try me. How does someone <laughs> become an ace?
3: Oh my gosh! I've never heard that question. I don't. I, I think I have can, about can I become an ace? Seventy-seven emails in my inbox right now. Um, so you know, I, I've said this before, but just like our weekly challenges or any problem that you can solve using Altrics, there isn't just the one way to become an ace. Um, it's not a linear path. There's many ways. I want people to be comfortable. In their way of, of advocating. And so, like I mentioned, some people have written books, some people have done training manuals, some people blog, some people speak. Um, so it really it, honestly, in my mind, it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter which way you take as long as you are very passionate about it, as long as you do a lot of advocating work, and as long as you Really put the community first. You know, you want to help people, you want to give back, you want to mentor someone who is maybe new at using Altrix. Um, so it's really, there's so many ways to do it. And um, I would say the easiest way for you to be visible is to be on the community. Um, get your name out there, you know, answer questions. Even if you're the seventh person to answer a question, it's likely that your answer will be different than everyone else's. Um, so those are the ways to, to be, to become an ace.
0: Great. And we added four more
3: yes. in Anaheim. Five.
0: five. I'm sorry. Five in Anaheim. Yep. And, uh, is there going to be some more in London or what?
3: There's going to be some more, but you're just going to have to stay tuned. And again, up your activity. If mm. I see you, I think ultra expand. I see you
1: write a song.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, so, you know, there's a lot of people who are very active on the community. So we've changed a lot, not a lot, a few of the um, rules of play to get into the ACE program. And one of, I think to me, the biggest thing is that we are now opening it up to not just include one person per company. So, you know, there are so many companies out there and so many wonderful advocates and ambassadors. So just letting people know, you know, just because um, there's an ace at your company now doesn't mean that you don't have a chance at at becoming the next ace. So, you know, just wanted to give a shout out to people to not feel worried or discouraged that they can't be chosen.
0: (laughs) All right, so let's segue to our community picks. Uh, Lauren, let's start with you. What has been exciting to you in the community lately?
1: So it's kind of a game that we have in the Irvine office, but uh, Marquis Crew and his avatars, I kind of almost obsessively look at them every day just to kind of guess. I always like to guess. That's my game. Um, And I know he's probably going to call me once this podcast drops (laughs) and we can talk about the daily one, but I, I always find that one exciting. I always, like, nudge Maddie and Tubi and be like what is it today? (laughs) Like it's teacher something. Oh, it's teacher appreciation day. Like, Oh, I like that little sandwich.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I, 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 on his episode of the show, Uh we had him on a few episodes back. He explained how he does this, how Uh he decides which avatar to pick. And I'm not, you'll have to go listen to that episode, but, um, it's, it's a pretty funny little story about how he does it and, and why every few days he has a different gif funny avatar. Oh,
1: that guy. (laughs)
0: What else? Anything else from your perspective?
1: Um, Yeah, uh, this is just kind of an oldie but a goodie. Um, You know, we're all avid animal fans. Um, If you go to the Orlando user group page, um, there is something called Animals of All Treks. And take a look. There's a few adorable animals working on some workflows. If you have your own adorable little animal as well, I would highly encourage to post that. Um, I'm thinking we probably should move that section to maybe the community news area so we can see everybody's pets.
0: Pets. There's a lot on Twitter right now too because you gave out those bandanas that inspire. Yeah. and so I'm seeing people. Uh, I saw Nicole Johnson. I think posted her her dog oh or cat the other that. day with the with the bandana on.
2: I took a photo of my cat um, with the pet bandana on, and I haven't tweeted it yet, but I'll do that later after we finish Maddie. this. But I know I. I what well, holding out on? I this. don't know why I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's uh, it's it's glorious. So I'll I'll be sure to yes. share that. We're, we're
0: waiting with bated breath <laughs> yeah. as are our podcast I listeners. I that day
1: that we did on social uh, pets of All- Alteryx was like the best day. It was huge. Oh, it was great. It was great. I think it's hashtag Alteryx Pets
2: on yes.
3: Twitter. Z. Is that right? With yes. a Z. With, with a Z. And I, pets, I have yeah. to say that Bruno
2: won. We, yeah, we he did cat. have a competition <laughs> yes. here in the office. And Tuvi's cat Bruno won, won the competition what, for what Alteryx he doing? Pets. He, he handsome. What was
1: he doing in his photo? Let's see <laughs> the picture here. <laughs> um,
2: he had stolen some
3: rice from my plate. And was hiding under a chair um, with a big piece, like a big clump of rice in his mouth. Like dangling out of his mouth. Yes. Yeah, And he was growling
0: <laughs> at me. Wow. All right. We'll put links to this in the show notes at community.altrix.com slash podcast if you want to go see Bruno and <laughs> yeah. all of the other pet shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Maddie, how about you? What's your uh, community pick?
2: Yes. So my community pick um, is an article that I read in the New York Times that came out on June 13th. Um, And it actually highlighted a study um, from Stanford researchers that found that um, boys are much more likely to outperform girls in math um, at school districts um, whose student body is composed of children who are from wealthy families um, living in mostly suburban um, neighborhoods. So this isn't really a surprise. I feel like that's something that um is kind of a stereotype. Um, but the article goes on to explain that the future earnings of these kids um, appear to be influenced by the circumstances of their upbringings and the resources that are in their schools. Um, so which just says um it which is to say that having more resources in academic environments is just really crucial um, in educating both boys and girls. And I just, I really love that this article does a good job of really hitting that point home. Um, So now with this information, what can we really do about it? Um, At Inspire, we kind of touched on um, earlier that we had a user group session um, and we, had a really special guest speaker um, from the Commit Partnership. Her name was Marie um, out of Dallas Fort Worth. And she got up on stage and really just explained, you know, kind of everything that this article was saying and more, in that it's just really important to, um, you know, get those resources for those kids um, that are in underprivileged communities. Um, so, um, just to bring it back to the user groups, um, the user group in Dallas um, uses Alteryx to help them um, uh, advocate for, you know, these these kids and use, uses Alteryx to help, um, you know, really clarify that research and really visualize it um, and, and to understand why it's important, um, to, to get these resources for kids. So, um, if you guys are interested in learning more, I'll link the article in the show notes, but also, um, Marie pointed out at Inspire, um, that there's a Strive Together network. Um, so if you're not in Dallas, you can look at Strive Together at, and learn how to get involved.
1: And I want to say, uh, two user groups right now, I think are working with, uh, the Strive Partnership. Yep. Um, I think, uh, Houston, is Houston, one, Houston right. and Chicago are starting that. So that's awesome. Um, you know what this nonprofit does is amazing. They take all this data and they walk, bring it up to the local government just to show them, you know, this is what's happening to our future. Yep. So thank you guys so much to commit.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think, um, of all the people I talked to and inspire on the podcast, every single person that was somehow attached to a user group also talked about Ultrix for good yep. mm-hmm. in some form or fashion. And there's this really strong connection between the two. So, um, yeah, that's great. Tuvi, how about you?
3: Um, so, I have two community picks, and um, they kind of go right into what Maddie was talking about. But, um, you know, AFG, we, we do promote it to our user groups, to our ACES, to all of our customers. Um, but I, I feel like just being here in Irvine and being so close to it, it's also really inspired me to become active myself. So, um, the first one I want to shout out is Crisis Text Line. Um, And it is a nonprofit that basically is, it's all in the name, right? So when someone is in crisis, they can text this number and then they can get help. So you basically apply to be a volunteer and then you do 30 hours of training. um, And then you can just get on the platform anytime you have a free, you know, two hours or three hours. And you just chat with people who are in crisis. And so you're able to help um, people all over the world. And I just think it's a great organization because you get to do it at home in the comfort of your pajamas or whatever, and you're really making a difference. Um, and it's not, you know, some people are intimidated by volunteering because they don't have the time to go to a specific specific spot in person. So this one has a lot of flexibility. Um, and then the second one is Coastal GSR, and it is a nonprofit that uh, rescues German shepherds. And I... Didn't really love German Shepherds and specifically prior to this, but um, they came here to uh, Irvine and had a little adoption event, and I fell in love with one. And so I've been going there. Um, again, you have to do four—you have to take four classes um, where you train their dogs, and then after that, you can just go whenever you're free and, and walk a pup or two. So it's really nice—you get to hang out with them, pet them, and then get them ready for uh, adoptions.
0: So when are you adopting?
3: That is the million-dollar question. Uh, every time I go, so I, I every time I go, I see one specific dog because I have completely fallen in love with him and um, the owner and all the trainers there. Whenever they see me, they're like, "Oh, there's Milo's mom," and I'm just,
0: uh, I can't uh, not yet,
2: but um, hopefully soon. I, I feel like at least twice a week, Tubi comes into work. And the first thing that she says is, I walked Milo yesterday. Let me, st- let me show you all the pictures that I took. And he's so great. And I love him <laughs> he, so much.
3: He's just so great. And he's the biggest German, he's an XL German shepherd. And, um, I'm probably the most sh- like the shortest, most petite person there. And they gave me this dog on my first day and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but we're just, you know, an odd pair and it
0: works. Awesome. All right, and I'll wrap us up on the community picks with um, something that I thought was really cool, which was our expert certification. So at Inspire, we did all of the training you know, that we normally do, plus some, and then we've introduced, obviously, the certification, which we've talked about on the show a bunch. But I wanted to sort of single out one person. Uh, his name is Jesse Clark, and he was the sole person to pass the Altrix Designer Expert Exam, which is brand new, and we made it really hard on purpose because we think that... Um to get that certification, something that's called expert, you really have to be an expert. and it was it was really awesome. Um, you know, getting to know jesse and and we have a great picture of him in his cap and gown. we We sort of busted out the cap and gown, and we were playing pomp and circumstance <laughs> through my phone, um, you know, while he was quote unquote, graduating. so we'll we'll put the link to that in the show notes. But there was also um, a bunch of people that got really close and they were so excited about you know, oh, now I know what I need to do and I'm going to come back next time. Um, And it just, you know, kind of, Warmed my heart to see people so excited about learning and the certification and what it's going to do for them, you know, in their careers or their usage of our platform and so on. So uh, awesome job, Jesse and everybody else that took training and passed the both the beginner and the advanced certifications as well. Um, if you want to check those out online, uh, you can. Those are on the community under Altrix Academy. Um and uh that's another one where it's like if you haven't certified i I don't know what you're doing with your life right now. Um, I don't have a London.
1: background. Well, I don't have a background in data and I'm slowly making my way through, so don't make me pass you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for all your insights about the programs, and um, we'll put everything in the show notes so people find out where to where to get more, uh, where to hear more from you, and contact you about these wonderful things. So thanks for being on. Thanks, awesome. Brian. Thank, Thank you, thanks,
1: Brian.